Hey, welcome to New Community Elkins Podcast. I'm the pastor, Bobby Benavides, and I am excited to have you with us. I hope you enjoy what you hear. I hope it encourages you and keeps you moving forward in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning again, uh, church, uh, New Community Elkins. I'm excited to be with you. I am Bobby Benavides, the lead pastor um, here at the church, and so I'm excited to to be here to, to begin this new series of messages we've entitled um, basically ROTFL, right? Um, it's, a, it's a great acronym. It's an acronym that people, many, many people use in text messaging, right, uh, which stands for uh, rolling on the floor laughing. Um, at least that's, that's what I've come to understand. Uh, that's what the kids say. I don't know. I'm trusting it. But, but the reality of it is, is that we, we, we chose this uh, acronym for our series of messages because um, you know, when you are rolling on the floor laughing, that's an intense sense of joy, right? It is. It's a really intense sense of joy. It's, a, it's the idea of, that something has gotten you so, uh, I guess, caught up in your laughter that you've, you've fallen over on the floor. Now, obviously, when people text it, I'm pretty positive nobody's really doing that. But they're also feeling that, man, that was really hilarious. It was a really funny situation. It was a really funny story. Um, so that real intense sense of joy is something that really, as a, a Christian, a follower of Christ, we should be experiencing that on a regular basis, right? We should be experiencing that intense sense of joy. Um, because in the, in the pursuit of happiness, in the pursuit of joy, uh, we know that it's found and it's fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. Like, that's, that's who we are. As a church, as New Community Church Elkins, you know, as the people who follow Christ, like that's what we believe, that he is the fulfillment of all the things that... that that the Bible has declared that the that when we think about the ultimate idea of love, uh, laughter, joy, peace, harmony, compassion, empathy, all of it, justice rolled into this one person, Jesus, God in the flesh, who came to live on the earth with his people, to die on the cross for his people's sins, and then to come again so we could be reconnected with our Creator, um, ultimately to have life everlasting, right? And so with that joy that comes, because he also declared when he was here on earth, Jesus did, he said, look, I came to give life and life in abundance. I want people to have life in the fullest. And so through that, though, he also set up a way for us to experience it. And that's where ROTFL comes from, because there are disciplines that we're supposed to have, engage in, um, that we, when we engage in them, that we'll be experiencing really uh, a higher sense of joy, of, of peace, of fulfillment in our relationship with Jesus. So we have ROTFL. What does it stand for then, right? If you, if you paid attention to the image that just showed up on the screen, it had on the top, the R is for rest, O is for offer, T is for trust, F is for fast, and L is for love. And yes, love is a discipline. And we're going to be talking about that, obviously, at the last one. Okay, so now there's there's several disciplines we can be a part of. I, I picked out basically uh, these five, just that way it kind of makes it a little bit of an easier flow, and it fits with the acronym, because I really like it. So there you go. But before we go any further, let's pray together, and we'll go into the, the time of uh, messages. So let's pray. Father, again, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. We honor you in this moment. We, we seek your wisdom. We seek your guidance. Lord, may your spirit speak to us. May we hear 
uh, what you have to teach us through your scriptures, through your word, God, through what we see written down for us to understand you better. So, Father, as we go into this time, open our hearts, open our minds, open our ears, Father, to an understanding of what it means to walk in a right relationship, in a healthy relationship with you as our creator. So, God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, ROTFL, right? So, um, I, I was thinking about this a lot because, for me, I... I wanted to make sure that we, we cover this correctly because I, so rest is, is a big deal. Right? Rest is essential. Rest is something that I think that when we, when we hear the word, it actually, for some of us, it creates tension because it means that we have to slow down. And for many of us, we don't want to slow down. So it's kind of hard to, to embrace the idea of rest, but we're going to be talking about what rest means for us why we should be partaking in it, and ultimately what the what the end result should be if we rest correctly, right? So I've been doing a workout. Um, I know, I know, you can tell I'm a I'm a great um, just muscular specimen of a of a being, um, and I'm hoping that most of you are listening to this on a podcast so you can't tell I'm lying. But the reality of it is, is I've been doing these workouts, right? I've been I've been trying to get healthier because I knew I know that I want to be healthier. We have a, another baby on the way. We have three kids already. I, I want to be healthy for them. I want to be healthy for my wife. I want to be healthy for you um, as the church, and I want to be healthy for myself, right? So I've been doing these workouts, and these workouts are intense, and and really I, I don't like them, but I know they're necessary. Kind of like these these disciplines, right? So, but at the end of the workout, at the end of a week of the workouts, there's uh, the the idea of a rest day. Now, when I heard a rest day, the first time that I started really working out, which was a long time ago, uh, when I was in high school and stuff, and I actually started hearing about rest days, I loved the idea of rest days because I was like, shoot, that means I don't have to lift any weights, I don't have to work anymore, I can just go ahead and take a day off and not do anything. What I didn't realize because I didn't really pay attention in science class is that. During the rest day, well, during the workouts, right, your muscles are being torn and broken down, all that stuff, right, to kind of get stronger and develop. I, I'm not going to get all scientific on you because I don't want to show how brilliant I am, uh, but I, I honestly don't know. But the, I just know the muscles tear and then they kind of come back together. And during the rest day, that's when they come back together. The rest day is when they kind of – the fibers get stronger and, and your muscles grow and, and you start to be a little bit healthier and your, your muscles get a little bit stronger and you can start lifting more and doing more. So that's, that's the idea of the rest day. Why do we need it? It's because we want to get stronger. And this is what the rest day for us should be in a Christian faith, right? We're coming to the idea of what does it mean? Why do we rest? And it's ultimately to make us stronger in our relationship with Jesus, Right, to make us stronger as people who follow Christ. Make us stronger, not just for ourselves, though. We're going to see why in a minute. Because we have a responsibility in our rest to be ready to be a part of something bigger. So we're going to be looking at a piece of scripture that um, oftentimes we look at the miracle that happens in this section of scripture. But what leads up to that miracle actually points to why rest is important. So we're going into Mark chapter 6, so I'll give you some time to get your Bible or to pull it up on your app or to just wait for me to read it to you because it'll be popping up on the screen. Um, but we're going to be looking at this section of Scripture in Mark chapter 6. In Mark chapter 6, at the beginning, Jesus sends out his disciples. He sends them out to go ahead and do the work that he's been doing, 
right? He sends them out to go out and, and start healing people and to start casting out demons and do all these things, right? He's like, look, you've seen me doing this work. Now it's your turn. You go out and do it. So they go out and do it. And in that time, John the Baptist, who was the one who declared that Jesus um, was the Messiah, is the one that people have been waiting for, uh, he actually gets um, killed. And then Jesus finds out about it. Well, at that same time, we're going to be coming on the scene where he's just heard about his um, his his cousin, John the Baptist, uh, getting killed, and his disciples coming back saying, look at all this great stuff that we that we experienced and listen to it. Okay, so this is all the backstory to what we're about to be reading now in Mark chapter 6. So beginning in verse 30 of Mark chapter 6, it says this, The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. Okay, so what's happening? Well, again, his apostles have come back, his disciples came back, and in this moment, he's like, okay, cool, you guys experienced this. Now, that's, that's going to be wearing you out. That's, that's, that's all your energy being poured out into this. Now, um, let's go and rest. Because honestly, you've had so many people coming in and out of your lives. You haven't even had time to eat. So let's just go. Okay, we're going to go ahead and just go. So they get on a boat and they go across the Sea of Galilee. Now, in this moment, this just seems like he's going on a leisurely trip across a lake, right? Well, from, from what they recognize is that a boat going across could take anywhere between two to three hours, right? So it's a two to three hour voyage going on this boat to get over to the other side. Now, people were running on foot to beat them. So what they have actually said, they meaning people who study this stuff deeply that I'm not smart enough to do, but they have basically said that most likely what was happening is that the wind on the lake, on the sea, was actually kind of a heavier wind, so it was actually slowing down the boat from making it across all the way. So these people had time to run all the way around to catch up with Jesus. Now, this is kind of an issue here, because they went away to rest. But people knew who Jesus was, and so they ran to find him, and they ran to get there before he got to the end, because they wanted to be with him. They weren't going to give him any time to rest. Now, Jesus knew this, right? He's the Son of God. He knew what was going to happen. But his disciples were like, yes, rest. We love this idea. Now, when I hear this, it's kind of funny because I think to myself, this is where I go sometimes with scriptures, that I just imagine, <laughs> what if Jesus and the disciples showed up and they saw all these people standing there waiting for them and they were like, nope, and then they pushed off and they went the other direction, right? What if they just kept doing that for a while because they wanted rest, right? This is, this is where I go. Because sometimes when we think about rest, this is what we think, right? I'm going to go lay in a hammock. I'm going to go lay on the beach. I'm going to go lay cell phone off. I'm going to lay down no interruptions. I don't want anything bothering me. And if it comes, I'm just going to keep pushing it aside, pushing it aside, pushing it aside. Why? Because it's my rest time. But Jesus responds counter to that. Because now they just spent two to three hours with him on this boat, maybe a little bit longer. Now, what this tells me is that when he's saying, let's go to a desolate place and rest a while, maybe this is really their time of rest. That in this moment, this little bit of time, this is actually what the, he, that, this is actually what he wanted them to have. And this is the rest that he wanted them to experience because the work was going to be very important coming. 
the work that was coming was going to be very important. So, so you needed to have this little bit of rest time with no interruption, but two to three hours with Jesus alone on a boat. Perhaps our rest time is supposed to be spending more time with the one who's going to give us power to continue moving forward, right? Our rest time a lot of times is just us sitting and, and, and enjoying ourselves, enjoying our moment. But maybe as followers of Christ, as people who are experiencing life with Jesus, that when we go to rest, we should be actually looking to spend a little bit more time with him and experience the power that he has for us to continue moving forward. Because that boat was an opportunity to grow with Christ. That boat was an opportunity to, to learn and to, and you know, who knows what stories are being told in those two to three hours of all the things they just experienced. And he's helping them understand, look, this is what happens. When you're with me, when you're loving me, when you're following me, you are going to see people healed. You are going to see amazing things happen. You are going to see some powerful stuff, but you also have to take some time to regain strength. And the only way you can regain strength to be able to continue doing the work that I called you to do is spend time with me alone for a while. Because what's going to happen is your time, your time is going to be limited. Because as people start to discover something special about you, your relationship with Jesus, that you have a sense of love, a sense of compassion, a sense of empathy, a power that maybe people have never experienced before, uh, an idea of uh, something that they've, they've wanted, they've longed for, and so they are going to be pursuing you. So take that time to regain strength because people are going to be running to spend time with you. And then here comes Jesus with his response to when they show up on shore. He didn't push away. He didn't say, ah, oh, just kidding. We're going to the other side. Um, he said this. He says this. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd. And he had compassion on them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place. And the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. Now, in this moment, right, this is where Jesus obviously is taking time to teach the people who came running to meet him. They, they see something necessary here, right? They see something powerful here. They see something um, of worth, of value, that they needed to run all the way across from different villages and towns to get to where he was because something was something great was there and jesus saw it jesus saw these are sheep without a shepherd and for us what that means is that these are people who are not being guided correctly these are people who are being told different things and being tossed and and, and turned and and well is this true is this true is this true about god is this not true about god what does this mean now, I I want to understand, is this is this what Christianity is? Is this what Christianity is? Is this what church is supposed to be? Is this what church is supposed to be, right? There are people who don't have clear guidance, and they're being led astray. I mean, we can go into deeper issues here by being led astray by memes, right? By YouTube videos. They're being corrupted by thoughts from people outside of the body, or people who are actually um, wolves in, she in sheep's clothing trying to guide, right? But people are falling for their tricks because... The real people, the real ones who should be pointing to the truth of Jesus, do what the disciples did. 
It grew late. The disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place. The hour is now late. Send them away. You see, Jesus in this moment, he probably was just like, Oh, guys, you're not getting it. Do you not realize that I just sent you out to feed, to, to take care of, to heal, to restore a bunch of people? And now in this moment, a bunch of people have come here and you're telling me to send them away? I just gave you power. You just spent time with me. I just got done teaching. This is not the opportunity for you to send people away and expect them to go ahead and take care of themselves. This is your opportunity to embrace the power that I've given to you in our rest time, right? In our rest time. This is your opportunity to step into the lives of people who are needing others to guide them, needing to know what the right direction is, needing to know what the truth is. This is your moment, and you're telling me to send them away? And this is what Jesus tells them. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. You see, Jesus was trying to tell them, look, guys, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. You see, rest was here to equip you, right? You were equipped on the boat. You were equipped. You were strengthened. You were, you were given something else. You are now rebuilt. You are now able to be stronger in your faith with me. You are stronger in knowing that I've given you some power because you just experienced it. Now, here you go. Now, go. <laughs> Reset. Get back into the motion. Get back into service. Get back into loving. Get back into into doing something bigger than yourselves. Because it's not about just you getting time with me just to have time with me. It's about you getting time with me so you continue doing the work that I've called you to do. That is the purpose of rest from a Christian perspective. Right? It's not about us just getting some comfort time. It's about us actually being comforted, lifted up, encouraged, empowered, so we continue pushing forward. And these disciples didn't get it at the moment. But Jesus said, you guys, I gave you power, but now again, you're depending on me. So here you go. I'm going to just show you what I can do. Where are the loaves and the fish? All right, cool. Five and two. Let's go ahead and I'm going to multiply these things. And we all know what happens, right? We know what happens in this moment, right? Because taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. They took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces into the fish, and those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. And we know that um, from historical uh, perspective that, yeah, it was five thousand men, but there's also women and children involved, so there could have been anywhere between... 10 to 20,000 people there, right? Um, 20,000 is a really high number. Uh, 10 is kind of a lower number, but it's in between that. That most likely, that's how many people were there. That's crazy, right? But this is what happens when we experience rest. You see, most people would love to hear me say, yes, come to me all who are weary and you know, my yoke is light, you know, your burden, like take your burden, I'll take it. You know, we want to hear that. And that, and that's true. That is Jesus. Ultimately, that's Jesus, right? And that's the idea of rest that we get is that, oh, 
I'm going to rest in him and he's going to go ahead and just take everything off of me. Well, but he takes everything off of you. So you'll be strengthened and emboldened to serve the masses. Right? Like this is, this is crazy. But this is what it is. Rest is a discipline so we can be equipped to go forward. Rest is a discipline so we can go ahead and be um, rebuilt in our strength and we can keep going forward as Christians to serve the people that need it, right? To serve the needs of the people, to serve those who are without true guidance. So when we take our rest time, I'm not saying don't have some personal time, right? I'm not saying that. Hear, Hear me on that. I'm not saying... Don't go to the beach and just relax on the beach. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't go to uh, go on a hiking trip and only experience that that time in nature, right? Most people can say, well, when I go there, I experience God. But true. When I go to the beach, I experience God. Awesome. What I am saying, though, is that in your time of rest, spend the opportunity, take the opportunity to spend the time with your creator to learn more, to grow more. Because he has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. There are people in this world who need you to be a part of their lives, who need you to pour into them. And they need to see the glory of Christ in you. If you're drained spiritually because you're not taking your time to rest in him and rest with him, then nobody's going to be able to to glean from that spiritual growth, right? Nobody's going to take that from you. Nobody's going to be able to help you or you're not going to be able to help people because you're drained personally. I, that, I hope that makes sense. In my mind, what I just said, it made sense to me. But my hope is that we can find our time so that way when we are fully rested, that after we, because honestly, just like what the disciples went through, what Jesus went through, like he was... He was healing people. He was teaching people. They were healing people. They were teaching people. They were doing all this stuff. And they are just so much so that they couldn't even have time to eat, right? They were torn down. They were broken down. And in that rest moment, there was recovery. Going back to the workout, right? That when I worked out, it was like, yes, you, you, you're sore because things are being torn and things are being broken. And, and they're not broken, but well, I mean, maybe broken. <laughs> Hopefully not. But torn and your your muscle fibers are being ripped and you and in that moment like it's it's tiring you're stressed and in that rest time your body is recovering so that way you can get back to working out and you start lifting more you start doing more that's the key to our christian faith the more you rest in christ the more you learn from him the more you spend time with him in your resting time this discipline of rest You are now strengthened and you can lift more. So now when more people come to you for prayer, when more people come to you for guidance, when more people come for you for for wisdom, right? You are now able to give it because you've been strengthened through your rest with Christ. That's what this is about. Rest is not about us anymore. When you follow Christ, rest isn't about you, right? I mean, it's it's about you spending time and strengthen. That's what it is. So that way you can do more. It's not about you just going, hey, I'm going to go hang out in a hammock, right? There are commercials where it's just like, hey, I'm on the beach, got my, got my drink in my chair, and, and palm, palm branches, and waves crashing, seagulls. Oh, man, this is the life. 
But after all of that, when we are actually entering back into the world, are you coming back equipped and empowered and, and strengthened? Or are you afraid to step back into the world? Because <laughs> I've had those moments. Can I be honest right now? Where I actually, I've gone on vacations. I've gone on my restful times. And I've honestly, I know I'm a horrible pastor. Um, I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time focusing on Jesus. Because I was just tired. And when I came back, I was dreading coming back because I knew that there's going to be people who needed me. And and I and can I I'm saying that in all honesty, not not I wish I could say well no I'm glad I can't say that I just like it's recent. I'm just saying like in the past when I was like in my younger ministry time. Um, but this is just a reality. I was like, man, I'm going to have people who want to talk to me. I'm going to have people who want me to pray for them. I'm going to have people who want me to go to this. I'm going to people, and I just don't want to do that. And then I'm like, why? Because I didn't spend time getting equipped. I didn't spend time listening. I didn't spend time talking to God about stories and listening to God's stories and listening to God's truth and being empowered by that and equipped to continue doing the ministry I was called to do. You see, for you and for me, for all of us who claim Jesus, that our rest time is so we can keep moving forward for the kingdom. So rest, rest. Hear me, rest, but rest with the idea that you're coming back into the world strengthened to serve people and to love people for the glory of Christ. That's what rest is for. So I hope you experience it. I hope you do. And I hope that you have life and life to the full and that this is the beginning of experiencing more joy in your relationship with Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for, for what you call us to, God. We thank you that you did not just leave us here to just figure it out on our own. But Lord, that you have given us guidance, you've given us direction, and you've given us purpose. Father, you've called us to be in relationship with each other. You've called us to be caring for our communities, our, our the people around us, our neighbors, loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. And Father, we can't do that well if we're not rested. Help us to rest, but help us to rest in you in such a way that we're learning. In a way that we're rebuilding ourselves, that we're equipping ourselves to be stronger in the faith and stronger in our journey with you so people can see something greater in us so when they came when they come running to discover your truth that we're ready that we're ready to handle their requests give us strength god and father for those who are hearing this message for the first time god understanding that they have a god who's who loves them so much that they sent his son to give them a purpose in the kingdom, to give them to give them rest, but to give them a role to play, to give them power to serve the brokenness in our world, God. For those who are hearing this message for the first time and want to step into that relationship with you, God, I pray for them now. I pray, Father, they they see who you are and see how powerful you are for them. So God, again, we love you. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to the New Community Elkins podcast. Um, again, I am Pastor Bobby Benavides, and I really appreciate you joining us. I hope the message was encouraging. I hope it challenged you in 
your journey with Jesus and moves you to a deeper relationship with your creator. Have a great week.